Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Bring him in now, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Uh, Eric, so I said uh, when you talk about the keys to a win this weekend, the, the key to me is not. It's what not to do, not to look forward to San Francisco. The Packers should be able to you know, win this game and beat this team. But as long as you're not looking forward over that fence to a quick turnaround against San Francisco, I mean, to me, that's probably the biggest obstacle in the Packers getting a win. Looking forward to to the Niners. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's I, it. I think you're probably that's probably a pretty good, pretty good key to victory. I I, I would agree with you. I think another thing is going to be to, uh, uh, you know, the first time the Packers and the Vikings played, they didn't involve their safeties near. Their, the line of scrimmage are in the box very often. They, they had those young D backs back there and they kind of hung tight. And one of the things that uh, the Vikings did in the past, you know, looking not to the you know last year and beyond is they, they involved their safeties in the box play quite a bit. And, and not only against the run, but against the pass for blitzing and for getting some, uh, cleaning up some of that uh, short passing game and behind the line of scrimmage passes. I would look for that a little bit. Um, uh, on on Sunday, and I also would uh, expect that uh, the if that starts happening, Packers got to take a couple shots early to keep them safeties at bay. I uh, I, I really like the fact that Devontae Adams is coming off of a big game. He's had a couple of them now. His last game against the Vikings was a big game. Obviously, you're going to try to key on him to take him away. This is again an area where you're going to open up things for Aaron Rodgers. I, I keep waiting for Marquez Valdez-Scantling to emerge, to be, to be that guy. Now, we've seen Tunyon do it. We've seen Jamal Williams out of the backfield do it. We've seen Alan Lazard have his moment in the sun. Is this the game where suddenly you could say, okay, this time it's going to be the unexpected and Marquez Valdez-Scantling's turn to be the guy? Or do you just think that he is treading water as a lost cause? I think he's treading water, honestly. that The, 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 the point last week against the Texans that made me feel that way was uh, a third down pass that was out route that hit him in the hands and the ball bounced in the you know bounced on the ground that that was for me that was I, I give up you know you, I, the, the hope that I had had for him to emerge this season as being a downfield threat was over with right there um, that was a play that had to be made to keep a drive going. Yeah, you know what? You're you're up by two scores, but you know what? You know, good wide receivers make that play. So yeah. I was, um, yeah, I kind of lost it there. I, I think that you know, there's if 
you kind of got to play with fire a little bit with this offense, right? If you if you're going to devote a safety and a cornerback uh, to to Devonte Adams, well, okay, you got Tanya that has proven that he can sneak out there and he can get into that spot where the safeties maybe should have been. Um, and if you're going to go man to man, well, now you got to back out of the backfield. That can be scary. Um, they can smatter it around to some of the other guys, but I, I. I I I don't know I don't know how to stop this offense. I I think the biggest thing you do would be to just line up and make sure they don't run the ball anywhere. Last time these two teams met, Aaron Jones sixteen carries, sixty six yards. He he also had a decent day with four catches and ten yards out of the backfield, seventy six total yards. You're not going to have him, but Jamal Williams last time he had twenty one yards both in receiving and running the football. You mix it in a little bit with AJ Dillon who had a couple of carries for fourteen yards. Look. Uh, I I'm, I know I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be back. Uh, so I'm you're now looking at relying on if Tyler Irvin is back or you get to Jamal Williams all lathered up. I I think their defensive front, especially without Ngakwe, is really susceptible. To me, this is going to be about the wind blowing, go downfield a few times, get the ball a bunch to Devontae, control the clock, run the football, and just grind on them, get up a couple of scores early and just watch them wither away. I mean, to me, that would be your best-case scenario game plan. Is that, is that kind of what you're seeing out of the Packers? Because I don't think it's going to be aerial. I don't think it's going to be crazy. I just think that unless the Packers break a few, I just look at it this way, that uh, I think it's going to be a grind on this defense and just get them done with and get them over with, get them demoralized, start letting them think about one and six and move on. I agree. I, and I think they need to – you saw last week they ran the ball between the tackles a little bit more, you know, more inside zone. Uh, they did some split zone, which, well, they do a lot of that. But I, I, I think that they, um, with the, the stable of running backs that are going to be on, on the field on Sunday, I, I think they continue to pound it up the gut. And, and when you look at the strength of their offensive line, it's, their guard center guard right now, they're, they're run blocking pretty darn good. So – um, you know, they're powerful at the point of attack and they're getting out to the second level. You know, Lindsay, Lindsay isn't the road grader type. He's more of a, you know, get out there, get a, you know, get his foot in a hole and turn his butt to you or a butt, turn his butt to the hole. So, I, you know, that kind of uh, helps um, with some of the, you know, if they want to bend stuff back the other way. I really think you're right. I think you do. You keep it between the tackles and just feed, uh, feed Williams and Dylan. And, and you have Tyler Irvin there who's a, who's a threat. Uh, on the perimeter uh, from the running back position, or if they line them up at uh, wing or at uh, like a slot part. So I think they they got enough there to, to make things interesting for, for the Vikings, uh, at least for, for the Packers fans anyway. Jair Alexander, you would assume he's going to end up on Adam Thielen. Thielen last time, six catches, 110 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. Had one late in the ball game, obviously, as they were trying to make that comeback. But um, do you do you look for do you try to just contain Adam Thielen and just let him not hurt you, or do you put Jair on him and say go shut him down? Now that's a good question because they got that rookie over there that's doing pretty good too. Right. So you know I think it would depend upon how the game goes. If that rookie starts tearing you up a little bit, then maybe you put twenty three over there to shut him down. Um, or you're just going to say, "All right, we're going to we're going to take you away with uh, with our best guy, and we'll play zone on the backside or in roll coverage uh, over the top." 
Because Justin Jefferson, the first time these two teams met, only had a couple of catches, and I think it was three or four targets. I mean, it wasn't anything that was spectacular, but he has really emerged as he's absorbed this offense. So, I, I And Kevin King, who most likely not going to be there, he's had a setback. But Josh Jackson has played a lot better as of late. Now, this might be one of those big tests for both of them in the secondary, and Josh Jackson to really emerge and say, okay, look, uh, I've, I'm not only starting to get it and I'm coming on, but now I'm going to establish myself and make Kevin King fight for his job back, right? Well, yeah, well, I don't think he's going to be fighting for his job back. But I, I think this is a good matchup for Josh Jackson because he can get his hands on him um, and be very belligerent at the line of, line of scrimmage. Listen, to, uh, there is uh, Coach Gray, the secondary coach back there. I, I think he's done a really great job with uh, – look at all the – different faces you saw the different numbers i guess would be the easiest way to say it in the last couple of weeks in that secondary and I, I think they've done a pretty darn good job and i really like josh jackson with his how he has adjusted his game you know he's a physical guy now and he's he's playing physical at the line of scrimmage and, and even in the you know they get five yards to bump around a little bit and i think he's done a really nice job um you know changing his game he's not a runner he's not going to run with you uh, like Jair Alexander can, or Jair Alexander can bait the quarterback. You know, Josh Jackson doesn't have that type of speed, or, or, or you know, to drop it into that other gear. Um, so I, but I like it, and I think it'll be a good, a good test to see how he handles that, and if he's able to uh, be physical and knock that guy around a little bit. I think it'd be okay, but uh, you know, I'd, you're probably, you're probably better off at locking up uh, Alexander with Thielen, and then you know trying to deal with the rest of the stuff that's going on. Good stuff, Eric. Appreciate it as always, pal. And we will talk again, breaking it all down on Monday, okay? All right. Look forward to it. Thanks again for having me on. Enjoy your weekend. You bet, pal. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 